Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. And a team member here. A couple of things that I wanted to, to make mention of. If you're wondering about the Christmas decorations, I love Christmas and I love Entourage, and I did not get to be at the December gathering, and I was very um, resolved to experience Christmas at Entourage, so I kept the decorations up. So um, for those of you that love it like me, you're welcome. Uh, and um, I just wanted to give a, a a quick praise about something. Um, Ashley was was sharing about some of the things that we do. Something else that we do is that we have a sponsorship mentorship program for some students in Uganda. There's 34 of them. They're sort of older, at-risk orphans and vulnerable kids, and it has been a very interesting ride with them. And in August, I shared the story of that, but they finally went back to school in the past 24 hours. On campus, yeah, after a very um, long shutdown and more shutdowns than we've experienced here, and it was no um, small feat for that to happen. So to those of you that are part of that program, thank you. And then I found out today that for their whole school, so there's 34 that we're involved with, there's about 600 in the whole school. It's a Christian school. But they used a devotional that was written within Entourage as their school devotional in Uganda today. And so that's just cool. You just never know um, the impact of, of what you do and, and what you sow. And, and so we'll never know. But thank you for being here and for being part of, of that. So I'm going to pray real quick, and then I'm just going to go straight to the Word. Lord, I thank you for allowing me to be here. I thank you for entrusting me with your Word. I pray, God, that my lips would not transgress you, God, and I pray just for purity in my heart to overflow. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, Jesse also is recording an album, if you didn't know that, and it's called In the Garden, and what made me think to share that was that um, as we were just ending worship, it reminded me of in Genesis um, when, it, when it talks about um, the cool of the day, and that was their time of fellowship with the Lord, and I don't know about you guys, but it felt like that we were in that, that moment, that worship had brought us in to the cool of the day, so that this next part, this word-to-word, um, face-to-face fellowship could, could commence. And so I'm going to be sharing from several places, and I've done my best to actually condense it to a couple of points, which is unusual um, from my style of teaching. Um, But this is a word that ministered to me personally very much in the last quarter of 2021, and and I've not really released it in this setting, and I just wanted to make sure that that it was ministered as we launched in to this this new year. And um, like many of you, 2021 was a really interesting year. Um, I don't know how you could be alive and not have experienced challenges in the weight of life or, or co-labored in walking through hard things of life with other people. Um, but there, there was a lot. And, and I was reading through Acts last fall, and there was this one verse, one verse that stood out to me, and the Lord just 
quickened that and sort of breathed a life in, into me to keep moving, moving forward. And so I'm going to build this message around this verse. So we are, um, we're going to begin there. So Acts 23, verse 11. This is Paul writing. Or excuse me, this is about, it's actually Luke writing. It's about Paul. But on the night immediately following, the Lord stood at his side and said, Take courage, for you have solemnly witnessed to my cause at Jerusalem, so you must also witness at Rome. I want to read that again. Again, Luke writing about Paul. But on the night immediately following, the Lord stood at his side and said, Take courage, for as you have solemnly witnessed to my cause in Jerusalem, you must witness at Rome also. Now, just a little backstory on the context of what's going on here. Paul is an apostle. Paul wrote most of the New Testament. Paul was not one of the original disciples that walked with Jesus. I know many of you know this as common knowledge, but everyone may not. So I want to make sure that we understand. Paul had an experience with the Lord where he was blinded by the light. He had scales on his eyes. And then he had a a supernatural encounter with Jesus of Nazareth after Jesus was already ascended and had gone to heaven. You can find that earlier in the book of Acts. And then Paul goes through a variety of things on this trip of his life to be a witness in Rome or a witness to the Gentiles. And one of these things is, is right here in the narrative of where we're reading this verse. And so just to give a little backstory, Paul, in this particular instance, was inside of some army barracks, already um, a prisoner, and he, he was about to be torn to pieces, literally, by Jewish religious leaders, if you read it. It says that, that the commander of the army that was babysitting him at that time, because he'd already gotten himself into some trouble for bringing the good news to the various places that he was traveling in his missionary journeys. They were so afraid that he was going to physically get torn to shreds that they took him into these barracks. And it says that there in those barracks, that in that night, the second night in there, that the Lord stood next to him and said to him, take courage. You've been a witness here, but you're still going to go and be a witness in Rome. And, And it's red letter in my Bible. And I just think that's absolutely stunning because he's having an encounter with Jesus of Nazareth. That Yes, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. There are many times in the book of Acts where it will say the Spirit told so-and-so because the Holy Spirit speaks to us, and it's all the same heart, however that's being communicated. But this is Jesus showing up in the barracks with Paul after he's literally physically almost been torn apart by his own people and saying, take courage. You've done what I asked you to do. You've done what I called you to do, but I'm not done with you. I need you to keep going. So the next verse, this feels really heavy to share this, but my encouragement is that it's going to hopefully end lighter. After that verse, the headline says, a conspiracy to kill Paul. After the Lord has this amazing encounter where Jesus of Nazareth stands next to Paul in a cell. Again, this is after his ascension. This is after the resurrection. This is him having an encounter with Paul when Paul is in one of many life crises. And so what I really want to focus on is this phrase. After it says, the Lord stood at his side and said, take courage. That phrase in Greek is tharseo. 
tharsai, there's, there's different variations of the word, but tharseo is what that means. And you can find it about seven times in the New Testament. And some of them are duplicate times, meaning like it's the same, it's the same story, like the woman with the issue of blood. Um, Jesus uses this specific phrase of take courage with whatever, whatever it is that he's, he's expressing. And so there was a, a period of time back, back in the fall where I had, um, a friend of mine had lost her husband to COVID. And there were so many people that were involved in, in the prayer fight for his life. And, and when you get to what is the end of our ability to see what God is doing, um, then you just have, you have a choice. And it's, it's really to believe that God did not work on your behalf or to believe that God totally worked on your behalf and you just couldn't see it this side of heaven. And so in the midst of all this is when the Lord just spoke that word to me, Tharseo, take courage. There are going to be times where you are going to feel like you have been shred to pieces. There are going to be times where there are conspiracies to kill. There are going to be times where you want to stop the mission, stop the journey. But Tharseo. And so using that, I want to go... Um, in to, to Matthew chapter 9. And in Matthew chapter 9, beginning in verse 2, you're going to find the first use of this word tharseo in the New Testament. And again, that is the Greek of take courage. So this is about a paralytic healed, and I'm just going to read the first two verses. Getting into a boat, this is Matthew chapter 9, verse 1. Getting into a boat, Jesus crossed the sea and came to his own city. And they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralytic, Take courage, sons. Your sins are forgiven. So I'm just going to read that again. Getting into a boat, Jesus crossed over the sea and came to his own city. And they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralytic, Take courage, son. Your sins are forgiven. I'm going to skip ahead to verse 22. This is about the woman with the issue of blood. Verse 22, but Jesus turning and seeing her said, daughter, take courage. Your faith has made you well. And so when I think about what it looks like for me and what it looks like for us to corporately grasp the heart of this word tharseo that was used um, so minimally, but so specifically in scripture, I think that it's important that we remember that the Lord sees us. The Lord Saul, both of these individuals in his encounters with them, and he knew that was the word that needed to be spoken to them at just that right time. He knew it about Paul when Paul was isolated in barracks, probably questioning if he had misheard, if he had done the wrong thing, if there was truly that much persecution that was associated with being a witness. But the Lord sees us, and we can be encouraged by that. Of course, Elroy is the word for that, and, and you can find out the source of of the God who sees when you read about it in Genesis, but specific to this word, the Lord speaking, take courage over someone after he sees them. I just want you to hear me say face to face and heart to heart, the Lord sees you and he's saying to you, Tharseo. It's a red letter, Jesus. He's saying to you, Tharseo, no matter what barracks you find yourself in. The second thing that I want to note back in our original text of Acts chapter 23, is that the Lord stands with you. Reading that verse again, 
It says, the Lord stood at his side and said, take courage. There's a lot of things I picture when I think about Paul. I picture Paul getting bit by a snake. I picture Paul on an island. I picture Paul in a ship. I picture Paul in in synagogues and before councils and all of these things. But really until the Lord quickened this verse, I can't say that I'd pictured Paul with Jesus standing right next to him alone in a barrack and speaking his red letter life words over him. Had you guys pictured that? I'd not pictured that before. And so if that was the relationship of Paul and Jesus, after Jesus was ascended and resurrected, then I believe the same is available to you and to me in whatever barrack situation I find myself in, that the Lord stands with us. I want to um, share from Psalm 75, 1. It just says, the Lord's name is near. It's something that I focused on a lot last year. I praise the Lord for your name is near. I praise you, Lord, for your name is near. That is the verse, Psalm 75, 1. And that's one that I would just encourage you to hide in your heart this year to remember that the Lord stands next to you, that the Lord is near to you, in addition to that the Lord sees you. And, and sharing one from Isaiah 41, 13, that I know is an important part of Ashley's testimony that maybe she'll share someday here. Very powerful testimony. Isaiah 41, 13. He says, I am the Lord your God who upholds your right hand, who says to you, do not fear, I will help you. So I just picture the Lord standing next to me, the Lord holding my hand, and the Lord speaking that courage and that tharseo over me. The third thing that I just want to mention is that the Lord speaks to you and his word goes before you. Um, I know that Madison loves Ephesians. She's been in Ephesians. How many months have you been in Ephesians, Madison? Six months. Does anyone else love Ephesians here? Yeah, it's great. What's not to love about Ephesians? So um, when Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 3, um, toward the end of the chapter, he, he's, I'm going to read it in verse 18 through about verse, or verse 8 through 17, and he says to me, Paul, the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable riches of Christ, to bring to light what is the administration of the mystery which for ages has been hidden in God who created all things, so that the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known through the church to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. This was in accordance with the eternal purpose for which he carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we both have boldness and confident access through faith in him. Therefore I ask you to not lose heart at my tribulations on your behalf, for they are your glory. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power through your inner man, through his spirit in your inner man, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I'm going to read verse 16 again that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. So Paul wrote this when he actually got to Rome. When he was in Rome, in the place that Jesus was exhorting him to go to, you have to get there. You have to, take, you have to courage up, and you have to get to Rome. Some of our favorite passages were written. And as I read this, where Paul is just saying, I am praying that by the riches of his glory— 
that you would be strengthened with the power of his spirit in your inner man. I just wonder if he is thinking back to this occasion where he is alone in the barracks and the Lord shows up and says, Tharseo, take courage. If that did something to strengthen Paul's inner man so that he could, he could go on through the conspiracy to, to kill and the many things that he would face before he entered into heaven. The next point that I just want to briefly mention, going back to Acts 23, reading the verse again. Take courage, for as you have solemnly witnessed to my cause at Jerusalem, so you must witness at Rome also. We are all called to be a witness. That's not just for Paul. If we go to the beginning of Acts, in Acts chapter 1, this is where we find out about our identity as believers, our, our commission as believers. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. Skipping ahead to Acts chapter 2, it says, When the day of Pentecost had come and they were together in one place, suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And these appeared to them tongues as a fire, distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was giving them utterance. And we know that out of that came a great boldness so that Peter, the same one who had denied Christ, went and evangelized and led thousands to the Lord. So there's something about this revelation of, of knowing, knowing what God has called you to do, knowing that he sees you and knowing that he's near you, and knowing that his word goes before you in all things that gives you an inner boldness a strengthening in your inner man to do what is impossible for your carnal man to do. I want to read this description. I, I enjoy using BibleHub.com, but this is talking about the word tharseo, that when Jesus is speaking this, take courage. This is what it's saying. Emboldened from within, properly bolstered within, which supports unflinching courage, literally to radiate warm confidence. It refers to God bolstering the believer, empowering them with a bold inner attitude to be of good courage. For the believer, Tharseo is showing boldness, and it is the result of the Lord infusing his strength in his inworking of faith, an inbirthed persuasion, which is unflinching, bold courage, living from an inner confidence. And so I think about the necessity for us to stir the truth and the revelation that we are called in 2022 to be a witness. And finally, where I want to spend a little bit of time, in the same way in Acts 23, he very specifically told Paul, take courage. You've been a witness in Jerusalem, but you must also be a witness in Rome. We each have a Rome ahead of us. We each have a path laid forward that the Lord has gone ahead of us and navigated on our behalf as our front 
guard. He has sent his word ahead of us to prepare the way. Our numbers and our days are written in his book. And may we fulfill all of our days that have been appointed by him. And may we push back boldly the days that the enemy would try to take from us. But I think in walking out this heart of Tharseo, this heart of really receiving that word of taking courage, I think we have to embrace what the vision of the Lord is for the Rome in our life. And you may be wondering, what was at Rome? (laughs) You may be thinking, doesn't Paul die in Rome? He does eventually. But when he arrived at Rome, he had his own household. He was a prisoner in that household. He was able to testify of the gospel to thousands. And as I mentioned before, he wrote some of our most highly esteemed epistles that we draw strength from today. And really, I believe it was because he chose in this Acts 23 moment to take courage. When it was severe enough that the Lord showed up and said, take courage, Paul. You have been a witness here, but we're not finished. You've got to go to Rome. And so in the book of Proverbs, it says that the people with no vision will perish. And I, do, I wish that I had a great, I love what Lindsay said a while ago, like I wish that I had a great vision for this year. Honestly, my guess is we probably all just feel a little bit discombobulated if I was guessing. I have ideas about this year. I really feel like the Lord's told me this year that he's going to hide me, that I'm going to learn to really make him a hiding place. But as far as big fancy goals, I don't have any of those because I really want the Rome for my life. You know, Paul could have just said, eh, I'll just go back to the Jews. See, because Paul was a Jew. If you don't know his story, he was Saul, a Jew. He killed Jews because he hated Christians. And then he met Jesus. And Jesus called him to go to the Gentiles, to go to the lost world, to go to the epicenter of the world at that time, which was Rome. And he didn't stop in Acts 23. He received the courage and he kept going. We all know that Timothy was Paul's mentee, someone that he was raising as a prototype because he knew that in the, in the time that they were in with persecution, his days would come to the end and he come to an end. And he said to live as Christ, to die as gain. He had no concern about dying and going on to heaven. But he was very confident in his ministry on the earth, and the Lord was very clear about when that was going to happen and when that was not going to happen as Paul walked out obedience. So this also comes, while this letter, what I'm about to read you, this comes to Timothy as Paul is a prisoner and probably toward the end of his life. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. To Timothy, Paul says, years later after he's taken courage and gone on to Rome. And I just can't help but think if he's not thinking back to Acts 23. He said, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that through me the proclamation might be fully accomplished that all the Gentiles may hear. And I was rescued out of the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed, and he will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. 
Amen. Can I just encourage all of us to note that verse for the entire year? This is Paul. He met Jesus on a road. Then met Jesus again in the barrack cell where Jesus stood up next to him, told him to take courage. And then at the end of his life, as he's still sowing Ford kingdom seeds, he's saying, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that through me, the proclamation might be fully accomplished and that all the Gentiles might hear, I was rescued out of the lion's mouth. Any of you guys rescued out of the lion's mouth? Yeah. And the Lord will rescue me from every evil deed. And he will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Tharseo, the Lord sees you. The Lord stands with you. The, The Lord's word goes before you, behind you, around you, because his word is his presence. I love that when I'm looking at that in my Bible and it shows up as red letters, that it tells me Jesus, the presence of Jesus was there. Jesus. The Lord has called you to be his witness. And just to tie that back into Acts where we were, where we were he equips us with that inner courage and boldness by the filling and filling of the Holy Spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit when we are saved, but we are called to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but I've often found myself lately trying to to run off old grace, to run off uh, an, an empty tank sometimes, where one day there was a grace for it, and the next day I just realized, you know what? I need to be filled back up. And the Lord is faithful. The Lord is faithful to show up and not just say, take courage, Tharseo. He's faithful to say, I will be more. I will meet all your needs. I will fill you to full measure. And then finally, Jesse, if you and and your crew want to come up, I just want you to spend some time thinking about where your Rome is. He was called to the epicenter of the lost world. We're all called, the epicenter of the lost world is all around us. So Rome doesn't have to be a destination. Rome could be your family. Rome could be something that the Lord is calling you to do, a new profession to go into that maybe you're an adult and that doesn't even make sense to begin a new profession. It could be going back to an old profession. But we each have a call on our lives, and yes, that call is to be a witness first and foremost. But that pathway is known by the Lord, and he makes it known to you. And so as they lead us in this this worship set, I just want you to meditate on that. Lord, strengthen me in my inner being. Give me this revelation that you stand with me, you shut the mouths of lions, and that you are going to guide me every day of this life right into your heavenly kingdom. Because when we walk in that revelation that we're already part of that heavenly kingdom, then we can live with that revelation that to live is Christ and to die is gain. Because it's all about him. But we have places to go. We are part of an entourage. We are a fruitful women. We are a small women tonight in a small building that is hidden to many. But there's fruit that comes out of this house. There are oak groves to provide shade for others. There there is wine to come from your vines. There is oil to come from 
from your, your olives for anointing, for healing, for all the fruits of the Spirit. But Tharsaia, you have to remember to take courage and that He's with you. So Father, I just pray as we're led into worship that every single woman in here have an encounter of you standing next to her and speaking that over her. Tharsaia, the actual word that you would have spoken to Paul, that you would have spoken to the woman with the issue of blood, that you would have spoken to the paralytic, and that you spoke in John 16, 33, when you said, take heart. We receive that. We receive the fellowship of your word. We receive the truth of your, the seed of your word planted into our heart. We just ask that you bring a harvest as we surrender to it right now. Embolden our spirits, Father, as you shut the mouths of lions and move us along your pathways to the roams that you have called us to, that the world might know your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 